everyone and welcome back to, to Stories in the Dark. We're going to be talking about the history of hauntings at Colburn Lodge. In 1969, a police officer was patrolling High Park when a figure appeared in one of the second floor bedroom windows of Colburn Lodge, home of John and Jemima Howard, the original owners of Toronto's famed park. Entering the house, the officer crept up the stairs and into the room, only to find it empty. When he came back to check it out, there was no one there, said Museum Coordinator Cheryl Hart. In the documented case, the officer is said to have seen the ghostly figure of Jemima Howard, who died after a lengthy breast cancer battle in 1877. The first woman in Toronto to be diagnosed with the disease, Hart said. The story takes on a Jane Eyre Isquil feel because Jemima died in that room, Hart told the villager at the lodge on a mid-October morning. She had a great view of the tomb that John built for the couple. John Howard brought in a number of doctors and nurses to care for his ailing wife. She had a lesion on her breast that erupted. However, Howard sketched it and sent the drawing to pathologist in England, who then diagnosed the woman. In his diaries, you can see the incantation that things aren't quite right, with Jimima Hart said. He says she spilled her milk and broke her glass in one of his paintings. He notes she'd run away on two different occasions. He had a difficult time finding her. Howard tried to have his wife committed to the best ward of the provincial lunatic, lunatic asylum, which he designed at 999 Queen Street West, where Cam H, Center for Addiction and Mental Health, stands now. The doctor said, not now, Hart said. So, for her own safety, he decided to lock her in the bedroom and hired two live-in nurses to care for her. She was prescribed heavy morphine-based medication. I'm sure they alter her consciousness, consciousness, Hart said. It's not unusual for visitors to feel home, to feel a prickly sensation on the back of their necks. People come in and say they felt something or seen something in the corner of their eye, the museum coroner said. It's my understanding that hauntings are often associated with people who have had a difficult life or death or some sort of difficulty in their lives. Unresolved issues that might be where this all started. According to the Toronto and Ontario Ghosts and Hauntings Research Society, a non-for-profit organization dedicated to the study of events considered ghostly or within the realm of haunting. A man, his mother, and son were visiting Colbert Lodge in 1992 when he says he got an uneasy feeling that someone or something was walking with them. I shrugged it off and continued the tour, he says. At the nearby carriage house, he says he felt it again, that someone was looking at them. At the end of the tour, their guide left them walking up towards the main road in High Park. I was holding my son's hand and felt that feeling of being looked at again. This time, I turned around 
and in the tall grass behind the house, just a few steps from the carriage, was a man, he says. He looked like he was alive. However, the thing that freaked me out was that he was dressed in a long black coat and had a high white collar. His eyes were black and had no expression. I quickly turned back around and started to pick up the pace. I did not turn around again. I felt if I did, he would have been right in front of me. Sue Demeter St. Clair, a member of the society and area residences, Colburn Lodge is just one of several buildings that are said to be haunted. The Swansea Fire Station is said to have experienced paranormal activity. On its top floor, Toronto Fire Services staff has reported seeing an apparition of a firefighter and a little girl as well as mild poltergeist activity like curtains moving when there isn't a breeze. In 2003, a Swansea man reported feeling a hand on his head and began to rub his hair. Yet, I turned around and no one was there, he reported. In January of 2004, he was walking down Lavina Avenue past the Swansea town, house, town Hall and felt as if he was being watched. On another occasion, he felt a hand on his back before being pushed. Since a human skull was discovered under the town hall during a construction project in the spring that year, he no longer felt any strange sensations. We are always looking for stories. Primarily, people contact us through email or a reporting form, Demeter St. Clair said. We also look through books, library records, and newspapers, and city archives for stories and reports, and will interview staff members of historic sites and etc. Demir St. Clair became interested in collecting ghost stories after she met her husband, Matthew Dealer, the founder of the Toronto Ghost and Hauntings Research Society. On a tour of the former Lakeshore Psychiatric Hospital turned Humbert College Mimico campus. While working for a large multinational telecom company, Dieter decided he'd use some personal web space to upload some well-known Toronto ghost stories. Dieter had inherited from his mother a love of history, which he combined with his interest in ghosts and haunted places to create the torontoghost.org website. Within two months of its creation, the site began to attract thousands of visitors. Sixteen years later, it is a venue to collect and share stories that focus on leg legends, myths, histories, and folklore. And that is the story of the Colborne Lodge.